Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Thank I'm you. going. Here we are. We're live. We're live. We're alive. We're, We're thankful. Even though stuff doesn't work out sometimes, here we are, Al, crushing it. Correct. Entrepreneurs every day, making, making, taking risks. I am, I am glad that we went and ate lunch because you were crabby. Oh, that was a tough morning. It was yeah. a tough morning and a tough night, I'll tell you what. So Lance had to do some actual work in the firm, so he got upset. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to tell them what you're doing you want to so f9 does a bunch of cool stuff and we create uh new little entities and companies and ventures so uh, we decided to get into the bitcoin mining game mm-hmm. um everybody's probably heard about it they're probably sick of if you if they're if you're friends with us on facebook or you follow us you're probably, you're probably sick of hearing about it but here we are we're doing it and so i wanted to do it for like since I heard about it in like 20, 2011, 2012, something like that, and it, we got two, we bought two miners from China, and the whole time, do you we, think it's worth explaining what a miner is and what it does? It's a sure. I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, is everybody sick of us talking about I'll it? Do but it then, real but then, quick. But then I can't remember what his name is. Uh, is it Mike? Somebody commented today. Or like, Adam. Adam Mayberry commented, yes. Yeah. But somebody else, I think Mike Young. Yeah. I'm trying to think of his name. Sorry for, for forgive me. He, I know he's a listener. Yep. Uh, I could have explained it by now. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mining, what essentially is, it's computers that are ten, purposeful. So, they're not, they're 10 times probably more powerful than your regular computer. Way more than that. Yeah. They are like 100,000 times more. Yeah, uh, for 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 so, specific calculations. <clears throat> yeah, so so what it does is it throws hashes per second at a computer. This, this is the rate yep. of of what the computer and doing. hash is a calculation. Exactly. Yeah. So your how well it's yeah it's a calculation. It's a way to measure it. Whatever your your particular laptop, I have the same one as you. Yeah. Throws out fifty hashes per second. Fifty. Wow. And then there's wow. Yeah, you would think so, right? But then there's four levels of this. So there's hashes per second, then mega hashes per second, then giga hashes per second, and then tera hashes per second. Yes. And it's it, it's calculated the same way, like megabytes, gigabytes. Power of 10. Exactly. Yep, there's exponential. So if your computer does 50 hashes per second, these wow. mine... Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, he's so excited, everybody. He's just full. It must be that salad. Must be that salad yeah. for lunch. Um. The miners we got do 13.5 tera hashes. So, so hashes, mega, giga, tera. Yeah. So you can, you can, like, these are top of the line, world, world, the world's best, right? Yep. And the whole time we were ordering them and get, waiting for them to get here from China, the demand has grown. Like, the amount of people talking about Bitcoin and this whole mania, literally, let's just call it a mania. It is what it is. Has it's went through the roof, and the whole, I've been waiting for. Oh, you guys got ripped off by the Chinese. Well, <laughs> when you said China, how many people in their head did Nicki Minaj's song, where she repeats China, rhymes China. China with China, pop up? I hope a lot of you. So, what these hash rates are doing is just verifying transactions. So, I send Lance some money. The miners are looking at that miners all over the place and and doing this complex math to make sure that 
that transaction goes on the ledger and the ledger is safe and secure. And the only way that you could break that is if you had more computer power than everyone else that's doing Bitcoin, which is virtually impossible. This is just in our little pool. There's how many thousand? 50,000 miners. And we have doing 13 one because hash. one doesn't work. And yeah. that's why I was crabby this morning. Yeah. We got a faulty one. We, we did get one faulty one. But anyways, then for verifying that transaction, you get, you get some Bitcoin um, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So I was frustrated because, uh, I, I figured out how to mine three different kinds of coins. Um, and, and this was, this is the ultimate one. Right. And then, so one of our employees and I spent the majority of last night, I missed dinner with the fam and everything. And then this morning trying to figure it out, finally got one to work and then the other one didn't work yep. and Lance gets angry. So. Yes, he does. But uh, then we had a great lunch. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and just to let people know, you can't mine Bitcoin with regular computers. The competition is too steep. If you That's w- why. Yeah, if you go to the website, they, they say, not going to do it. Don't I mean, it's try. hilarious, actually. They say, no, you're not going to do it. Don't <laughs> even bother. Don't <laughs> even try it. Yeah. Yeah. How many people can, I'm going to get in on this. I saw somebody post that they were doing it with their phone. Yesterday. I'm like, no, you weren't. <laughs> your you, phone can barely send a text like message half. steve jobs is uh, just pissed right now rolling around in his grave about how awful apple has got with their phones but whatever yeah okay so that's what we're doing we're, we're feeling all good uh now that we had lunch and all that so let's transition to uh how many how many different codes do you think buildings have to follow oh Yo, this is a 10 great or guess yeah yeah let's just say it's a house okay yeah how many codes in total? Yep. Code books. Oh, code books. Oh, gosh. Like a dozen at this point. Yeah. 12. And each one of them is what? 400 pages long. Yep. And then you have your city codes. And then the you, city codes can be, are usually all of those plus their own stuff they throw in there. Plus their amendments. Yep. So. Plus fire chiefs. They can do what they, whatever they say, whatever they say. <laughs> so let's go. Ahead. Whatever they say. I literally what? had this discussion with a client yesterday yep. about possibly having to sprinkler his house. And it was just, he just, I, he got really angry. And I was like, hey, I feel you. I'm not, and he's like, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm just like, it's bureaucracy. And like, why are we having to do this? It's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, if there's 100,000 words in each one of these books, which is probably more. And as everybody knows, if you're an avid listener, I read through word for word in the IBC. Yes. I actually yeah. did. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but but you've been doing this for 10 years at, at a minimum, and this is the first time you've read through the whole code. I haven't even done it. And I'm like four times better than you. Four times. <laughs> and that's evident in Alex's continual winning streak of code questions. <laughs> Just amazing. Exactly. Just amazing. So, uh, lettering. Ask him about lettering. We know. Yep. Four inches. <laughs> Four inches. Now I know. Um, so anyways, not only do you have to know all those, you need to know what the billing code ha- they've amended it to. And a lot of times, some of the code that you actually know. So if you see something that you actually know, you might gloss over it. But one word might make a difference. <sighs> and, right. And, and how many times did your brain read? Fill in. Fill in, yeah. It fills in like what you need, what you are reading. And you already kind of have an idea or whatever. A lot of people are thinking of where you read a sentence and then they say, go look at the sentence and all, only the first letter and the last letter and like one in the middle is in the right place and the rest are all messed up. You can still read the sentence. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's those little memes. Yep, yeah. exactly. That's why my spelling works. Dyslexia. You just put the, the ones in the middle, just jumble around. I still get it. Your or your. 
Sure, Al. Yeah. <laughs> so that one word they put in there in the code, they it was talking about uh, fire and, and uh, how, how far up a hose needs to go. And they say, they said all. They said all, meaning they could say that anywhere in your building. Anywhere. The furthest corner, the highest part of the roof. All. Whatever. And I even looked. Not because, just first floor not just first floor i even looked back at other codes because we we we've that 150 feet comes up all the time it should come up people there is life safety i don't deny it yep so uh and i and i reread their code and i looked for their amendments and it it didn't have that change in in the other ones in the other ones so just just so it was confirmed it is a local yeah no but and but this is what's more crazy because we are in the meeting um, and we presented our thing and, and why we didn't need to um, basically put fire sprinklers. And they said, well, you're going to put sprinklers. And then we started getting into the minutia of it. And then they sh- you know, said the all and I got outvoted. But I said, let me just understand this because they said there is, we could appeal it. It's probably not going to work. <clears throat> well, it would, it, it, we could appeal it, but it, like time is money. And we're trying to finish this as soon as possible. Three month delay. Yeah. I mean, it would be a three month delay. But before everyone agreed. I was talking to the fire marshal and I said, tell me if I'm correct because not just for our building, but we design buildings for other people just like, you know, a lot of people do. And this could apply to any government person overlooking your project. Financial, it it, it doesn't matter. I go, a lot of times when we get a project, we say, okay, let us do a code review, see if it will work. And we always tell our clients like, hey, this is going to work for code, but it comes building official to building official. It could be different. And we have to tell them that. And we have to tell them there is no guarantee. And then, so I asked the fire marshal, I said, regardless of whatever this code says, is this kind of just what you say? And I'm pretty sure I got a nod. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he uh, yeah. I, I, I looked across the table. There was two, basically I would call them two officials. The other third person wasn't one. Yep. And uh, they were nods. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then, so then that's why I was saying yesterday I had a meeting with a client after, after we taught and the same, the same conversation came up and yep. I said, and he goes, the client says, oh yeah, I've met with the fire mark, whatever they say, because they're the last person to sign off on the CEO. So even if it's all buttoned up and everything and they go, nah, you need a fire system. Yep. Oh my God. Are you kidding? And, and this is, this is why I kind of just stopped fighting because even if I could prove that we could reach everything. One of them states, Oh, for every floor, you need to add 50 feet. Never heard that rule. Never found that rule. Never even asked, is that, is that in the code? And they said, it's just a general rule because, because you can trace, I can trace in my computer how long everything's going to be. So that's another thing where they'd be like, Nope, you just got to do it. Because if you think 150 feet, and this is what they said to me in the last meeting. I go, well, 150 50 times three is 150, meaning you can get to the top of the stairs and you can't get any more. They're like, exactly. I go, so are you telling me I can't build three stories? And then I got that look. Yeah. Not telling you, but yeah. And I got, so I got to complain a little bit because uh, <clears throat> I think the attitudes, are, the entitled attitudes is what really kills me about people like this is that, um, you know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if they've dealt with just so many dumb shits over their, over the course of their career that where they're, they're tired, like literally people who have never ever designed anything. And then they're new developers and stuff. Um, 
And then they just get to the point where they just like, oh, I have to repeat this again. I have to repeat this again. I can't believe I have to repeat this again. And then they get this sense of authority. And they do have a, they do have a certain level of authority, but it's ridiculous. I wish everybody, and I've said this over and over again, is I wish everybody would could have the opportunity to at least do an addition to their house or build a new house or do some kind of building so that they can understand the ramification, like how these bureaucracies basically drive up costs. And yeah, I'm not arguing for complete anarchy and saying let's do no building codes. I'm just saying it seems like it's getting a little out of hand. Well, I would say I would agree with your statement unless you, unless you listening live in the county. Because I just sent out a final set for permit for a county person. And they said, oh, great. <clears throat> By the way, uh, the builder got your permit, got our permit last week with the last set that you sent. <laughs> Exactly, but <laughs> except for my except for my house, that's in the county. No, well, no, it's no. Boulder County. Boulder County, yeah, the Republic, yeah, of course. I mean, regular uh, country salt country, of the earth, salt of the earth, yeah, folk, all that stuff, yeah. There was so there's an article that you should link to, uh, for everybody to just take a look at, and the article is, <clears throat> I think it came out in 2015. It proved that because of the because of increased regulations, eighty four thousand dollars, eighty four thousand dollars per yeah. house is atta- is attached, so. You know, for any, for anybody who's listening, who's not even not even an architect or a designer or anything like that, and I know we have a few, we have a fair amount of of listeners that are just business people, is understand that's a big reason why housing prices are so inflated, and and it's not just putting in a fire sprinkler. Yes, it, it, it's it's uh, the the cost of doing everything. So from Denver, I just got talking to another builder, basically said. Why Denver is getting so crazy is they're they're trying to weed out the home builders coming the the homeowners coming and pulling permits because they're asking you know because homeowners probably draw shitty sketches and all that stuff so they're making all these things so it's so hard that basically an architect has to do it and that's what we were explaining to our professors who came down a couple of weeks ago because our professors you know up in North Dakota they're like we just don't hear I mean residential architects that's just not a thing to us. And I'm like, that's all that uh, we know so many down here. That's all they practice. And, and I told him we, this is not coming from our industry because we don't want to do this because they're just making us do stuff that doesn't really matter. You know, you need a dimension from your foundation, from your exterior wall, from your roof and from your eave to all property lines in the floor plans and elevations and sections. Like that's just more work. I don't want to do that. The phone call, the building won't move from, Oh, listen (laughs) to this one. The phone, the phone call I just got off of before I walked into the conference room to start this podcast. So I'm a client and she goes, the County wants to know they want a dimension from the existing grade to the existing roof. And she goes, I don't know why, because we're not doing anything. It's not changing. And I go, I go, oh, honey, just, I don't care where you're at politically, but this is it. This is the, this proves it. <laughs> it's out of control. <laughs> oh, I, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Please. So this is, they rejected the drawings because we might be replacing a window with the same size window. There, there's, there's, there, there's more comments than this, but this is, this is one of them. So don't have a permit yet, okay? You can't do work without a permit, right? Correct. Please verify existing headers. Shut. How? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, this is listen. Listen to me right now, Adam Mayberry. I know you're a listener. Earlier this week, you commented, "You got oh, you guys think you have a bed in Colorado? You should come out to I think can't remember like Pasadena or somewhere in California. I'm sure it's terrible there in but- California. I want to hear. I want to hear your. I want you to call. I want you to go to." 
insidethefirmpodcast.com. And I want you to click on the little voicemail and I want you to leave us a little rant about your yes. worst, your worst example. You got to beat what the stuff we're talking about. I'm talking, somebody has told you to change your font on your drawings, which that has happened to us recently. Yep. Change your numbering on your drawings. That has happened recently. Yep. So I, my first response that I typed out was <clears throat> something like, uh, uh, to, to verify the existing structure, we'd need a building permit. <laughs> We can't get a, a said, building you, permit you without said, answering this question. <laughs> you said that. Well, you can get a demo the, permit. What? You can get a demo permit first. Yeah, but if you demo the wall and the head, you don't know what the headers are, maybe the whole roof falls in. I'm just saying. It's not, but I, know, any, I know. I know. What, what I'm saying is that, so you're making us separate our permits. Anyways, and I said, we cannot answer this question, uh, catch 22 question. Did they I, respond back yet? No. I, I changed. I, I deleted that whole thing. And then I just made it. I made us bulletproof. Um, you know, contractor to verify existing headers to be at least two, two by eights. Um, if it, not, it, if not, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But anyways, I thought it was because they said, please verify the existing headers. Like they're, they're inside the walls. We can't. And I'm, give, I'm not, I'm not. I think it is good to have checks and balances. I think it's good to have checks and balances. I can't, you, you can't possibly catch everything. The engineer can't possibly catch everything. The owner can't possibly catch everything. The city can't possibly. So it's good that we have these checks and balances, but at a certain level, it just seems like busy work. Yeah. And here's where the money comes in. So I, I think if we didn't lead into this, this is a $100,000 word. So we're doing eight units plus a commercial. Now we're sprinkling it. It's easily 12000 per unit. It is 12000 per unit. That one word cost a hundred thousand dollars and who did it cost that's see that's yeah. the ultimate that's the question is like okay does it cost the quote-unquote greedy developers that or or do they just have to push that onto the, the client you know or does this it kind of squeezes everybody really at the end of the day i think everybody loses that's and nobody's really winning in that equation yeah so i'm used to midwestern prices where you can even get you know Existing houses stock is different, but you know, a $250,000 house, you can get a nice one up there. I think a builder pulled out of Fort Collins because they said our city costs were over a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, the, to get unit. water up in Fort Collins is insanely expensive. Yeah. Their tap fees are out of control. So, but they are short on hot water. So the, think about this before you do anything, getting water, gas, and your site plan approved could cost you a hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean like for a house and, and what what if the house is only 300 so then i have two hundred thousand dollars to do basically everything you should should be invested in bitcoin <laughs> you could be yeah hopefully invested in bitcoin in 2009 and hung yeah. on to it the whole time oh. yeah. you are crushing it I know. I, it's hard for me to uh, buy those logics. Oh, if I only had Bitcoin in 2009, yeah, you would have sold it already. You would have sold it already. No, no, I'm with you totally. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a great analysis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, so that was our that was our uh, little rant and, and complaint. Uh, and that's that's literally development talk too is now we're looking at we're looking at how we everything's got to be sprinkled. We tried our best and it, it literally came down to one word being inserted in a very specific location, which is our city. If we were in a different, I even told, I came home and I told my wife this. I was like, if we were in, let's out east somewhere, different town, we wouldn't have to do, we wouldn't do this. 
Because we met the international code. It's the local. But what's also crazy, even if that word wasn't there, if they said do it. If they said do it. Like it came down to them just deciding. Yeah. Just deciding. Yep. All right. Moving on. Knowing your numbers. So I was in a meeting uh, to get another big project. It was going well. Cracking jokes. Talking about Bitcoin all the time. Yep. Not really. Yeah. (laughs) You can imagine. And I only say this because I think it was pivotal pivotal in the meeting. Who knows if we'll get the job because uh, it, it's a big job. There's a lot, of, a lot of competition for it. But they asked me for price per square footage. And then I said they were talking about podium style. And this probably won't apply to where you're at because California is different from Texas, from Oklahoma, from Florida. And they said, podi- you know, podium style. I said, ah, oh, that could easily be 225. I mean, that's the low end it could be. Which means that there's concrete podium and then wood stick frame on top. Yeah. It's like, oh, good. This other person took, told us 175. And I was like, that's ridiculous. So I go, yeah, we thought they were ridiculous. See, I'm, <laughs> yeah. And I hope you're close because I was off on, on estimates for that, the house I met with last year. I mean, totally different scope of project. Yeah, but can you tell us numbers being vague? Uh, so I, I was saying, Hey, at a minimum, we're going to be at 250 a square foot up in the mountains. We ended the mountains. up yep. yeah, in the mountains. And so, and we ended up at 367. Oh. So it was a come to Jesus meeting, <laughs> but it was good. It was good because there was a lot of low hanging fruit. Like, Oh yeah, we can, we can cut, you know, this amount of space here with the roof and we can cut the deck back and we can do this and windows are gone. And yeah. you still, we still have the complete essence of the house. Still going to be beautiful. Some value engineering. And the on. the client actually said to me, they, I mean, they were they're they're the, they're my literally my favorite clients so yep. far this year. Yep. Besides ourselves, and uh, and they said, uh, Are you sure they might beat us? They might beat us. Yeah, <laughs> actually, they said um, we just said yes too much. We just said yeah. yes to everything. Yep. I go, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Uh, I think. Okay, training, training your staff in stages. That's what you're doing. That's what we're doing. Why are we doing that? Well, Did, and, and yeah, why are we doing that? I, I, <laughs> well, here, here, I'll, I'll lead into this way a little bit better. <laughs> I won't, won't hold you on, hold you, put your feet on the fire like that. Yeah. So how about this? So we have, a, uh, we have a part-time employee that is going to turn full-time now, and we're super excited about it. He's a former student of ours at CU Boulder. So, you know, that's how we do it. And we had a few hiccups on other employees before where we just said, ah, you took our class before you should just plug and play. You should just be able to plug you right in. Yep. And it was our fault for not realizing, ah, it has been like a semester since we worked with them. So, you know, you're going to, or forget. two or three. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to forget some stuff. So our lesson has, our lesson learned since then has just make them go back through the tutorials. They'll do it in half the time. Yep. They'll probably remember twice as much. Yep. And and then it pays it pays off 100%. But what's really cool is that, okay, when you start working with us, that's what you do. So he's already started working with us part-time, and he already did those. Then we have a, another bank of videos that goes above and beyond. And I went through them because Lance created most, most of them, and I thought at least 75% will be junk. Turned out not true. Not true. Quite It'll the opposite. Good. Yeah, I, I I was scrolling through. I'm like, this is perfect. I am. I actually told him I'm super excited for him because then I, w- I was surprised that uh, that was Alex's reaction in the car. I was like, oh wow, yeah, I know, I know, I know. They are really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because um, I forgot where the, the concept came from, but what if, if you're really good at a sport, you want to watch people. You want people to watch you. If you're bad at the sport, you don't want a whole bunch of fans coming, right? Think about that at work. I know your boss isn't hanging over your shoulder, but if you're not competent, work has to be a little bit scary. You don't know if you're pulling the right decision, making the right decision. You got to turn something into your boss. You don't know if they're going to redline it, be mad at you or not. And I didn't say all this. I just said, there's so much good stuff in here. I am happy that, that you are watching all those. So he has about eight to 10 hours worth to watch, probably just eight hours. And then there's, then there's even more assignments. So there's a, so that's just for architecture. And then we have a whole thing on, on BIM for him too. So I think we're, we're finally doing it right. And in what I would say, I, tell everybody how much how, about how much time would this take? How much time? How much time are we investing? And that's because that is what we're doing. We are we are there, nobody's getting nobody's billing out for this. We are reinvesting in this employee. How much time do you think? Two days that it's going to for take? this new part? Yeah, yeah, two to th- two to two and a half. Two to two and a half. Yeah. Yep. And why I really like it is from a, like a forty thousand foot perspective, like Alex was kind of getting to is. <clears throat> Then I think it, if you have this, uh, you have a lot more confidence in what you're doing. I think it allows you to be faster too, because you're not yes. second guessing yourself. You're just like, yeah, I can confidently produce this thing. I know I'm gonna still get comments and red lines back, but I at least am competent. But you're, what I produce is there's a competency, and you're not holding back. And if you don't know how to do something, you'll hold back from executing on that, and then you'll diddle in circles on something that doesn't matter. And here's the thing, this should really help you. Uh, Everyone, when you think about, oh man, should I put in that much time, some resources? When I hire someone, I need them now. You need to push off your clients. You need to, you need to tell them, hey, you know, we need to wait, whatever you got to say, because you need to train your, your people properly. Oh, please just whatever you got to do to stave them off. I, I cannot stress how important like two to three days of training like that is. Yep. And it was, uh, well, I, I worked at a nursing home, just, just feeding, feeding the elderly. And I worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday when I was a kid. I was probably 15, 16 years old. And then what they did is the first two weeks, so six days, six days, I was a trainee and I just followed someone and helped them. And after, you know, two, two, three days, like I knew what was going on. I go, you guys are wasting your money. Like I, you don't need this extra person here. I, I, I could be doing this, but if feeding food which I guess it's kind of important because you have to give them the right food, but it, it, the system was pretty straightforward. They invested six days. Comparatively is what you're trying to get at. And, and you're an architecture firm or yeah. any sort of real, real business, and you're not doing that? I think a lot of employers out there really, really fall short. And this is from personal experience of, going, of being an employee before and then also talking to other, other, other business owners, especially architects. I think they really fall. I think they think everybody's just plug and play out of school. And they like, oh, we're telling you that our students are still not plug and play. Yeah. They're better. They're, I think they have a leg up. I think they have a lot more, a lot more uh, just confidence behind them with what they've learned. But yeah, they're still not plug and play. Yeah. Nobody's plug and play. I would say they have a stronger structure, but it doesn't mean anything's on that. There's no facade walls on that structure. It's still pretty bare. There you go. Um, and then, so. What I like about what's happening now is that he redid the tutorials and uh, from from our class. Then he worked on a project. Now he's watching these new videos. 
And w- what was great is that I saw him, you know, watching the videos. And then two hours later, I saw him working on a project. I go, oh, were you not done with that project? He's like, no, I saw something in the videos that I needed to do. So I went and did that. Awesome. And, and I was like, oh, now I don't have to correct that. Whatever that was. I don't even know what it was. But I was like, I don't, I don't have to do that. That's great. Um, and then, you know, we try to have continual learning by everyone being able to talk, open atmosphere. I don't know what I think here's where the training comes is that let's say myself and Mark will figure out townhomes and then let's say we're doing, uh, we need more people. Then we'll just train them on, on the fly in, in the future. So, but we got, we got to keep knowing like it's worth that investment. It is. Yeah. I'm glad we made the mistake in order to learn our lesson. Can't, you know I mean? All the time, like make these mistakes, learn your lesson. Yep. Yep. So cool. Is our good friend Josh coming in? Yes. So we'll pause it and we'll have Josh in here for Josh Reads. Times can get tough, sometimes downright brutal. Our firm has been in business for 50 years through both boom and bust cycles. I have witnessed the fall of some organizations and the rise of others. Downtimes and periods of uncertainty ultimately demonstrate what kind of culture you have built in your firm. The companies I have seen struggle, fight, and emerge on the other side of difficult times are the ones where the leadership and internal culture exhibit grit. Grit is an essential ingredient in your leadership team. When you are recruiting and considering a person for a leadership position, ask them to describe challenges that they have faced. See how they handled outright failure. Did they drive ahead? Did they make tough decisions that were painful in the short run, but necessary for the survival of their team? Did they do this over and over again? If yes, they have grit. I respect grit in others. You should too. So I could not think of a better person to read that excerpt than Josh. Uh, that said, sorry, Nick, we just failed this week. <laughs> well, we obviously failed because I didn't send it to him. Yeah. But he totally dropped the ball by he's on a beach in Florida gallivanting around. Just, I don't know. Looking up at his wife. <laughs> awesome. I'm seriously, I'm seriously trying to plan out to hang out with Nick in March. Yeah, for at least a day or two, him and his fam. That would be awesome. Yeah. And and but you were saying grit just because Josh has grit. That Josh has Josh has grit. When Josh when Josh came to us, he uh, and interviewed with us. He had a uh, he had a really nasty hand injury, and then uh, we didn't hire him right away. But then we hired him like a couple weeks later to build the second round of tiny houses and through through seeing him with that physical problem it, it wasn't a problem and the grit has just been i mean it was just he, he's he does it man he doesn't let anybody, anything hold him back it's awesome he's a gritty man very 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 motivating yeah and inspiring gritty. yeah exactly so that was great i so if you're so if you're if let's say you buy two two mining uh, things don't let the don't let the one you know that doesn't work hold you down there you go there you go the, the other thing there was one again one word in there uh don't let the, don't shortcut don't let the shortcuts you know I, I can't remember what it said but it was just perfect go through the hard thing that's going to lead to the, the the bigger pie in the end you got it this is a short episode but that's okay uh so that said, I think it's we're going to end it with uh, little code questions for from Al Gore for Al Gore, and he's, for he's you. He's going to crush him. He's going to crush him. They're more for you guys since I already know the answers. Exactly, he knows everything. Uh, so IRC, we're in the International Residential Code again. Best code book of all time, all one thousand pages. I love code books. Uh, IRC Chapter Four Foundations R four hundred three dot one dot four. Minimum depth exterior footings. 
shall be placed not less than how many inches below the undisturbed ground surface. Now, this is implying, I should tell everybody, there's no frost depth. So pretend like we are building in Texas, very south Texas. Yeah. Okay. There's no frost depth. Or Florida. Nick, Nick should know that. Yeah, then. Florida. Florida's a good one, too. <clears throat> Exterior footing shall be placed not less than how many inches below the under, under undisturbed ground surface? A, 10 inches. B, 12 inches. C, 16 inches. D, 18 inches. Well, since I only live and work in cold places, I have no idea. So um, You should know this. I, ARE asked this question, I swear to me, and I knew it. Oh. Which is why I crushed it. I want to say 10 or 12. You can't do two. Why not? Because this is my segment. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I'm, I'm trying to gauge if you're upset because I got one of those. Because if, if, if it wasn't one of those, you would have said, ah, wrong, wrong, Al. Okay, so it's one of those. Def. Definitely. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay, last one. IRC Chapter 4 Foundation still. R403.1.6. Foundation anchorage. There should be a minimum of how many bolts per plate section. Bottom plate. Think treated plate. Okay. A1. B two C three D four. Four. Incorrect. Two. Because let's say you had I think and there's also a minimum length. And I oh. think it's four feet. Wait, so then I misunderstood the question. There should be a minimum of how many bolts per plate section. Oh, so it, and so if you had a three foot plate section. Yeah, and, and I think and there's the a minimum, minimum spacing is four, let's say in your structural drawings. Yeah. You still gotta put one on Two. each end. Okay. There you go. Misunderstood. Yeah. So then got it correct. You got once it. Once I knew the answer. You got it. Any closing words of yes. wisdom, Al? Yes. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can by uh, getting Revit Furniture's lift. So the, the training that we talked about is on there. Not only do you get the, the, the platform, uh, the template, and all the files, you, you get our training videos from Lance himself. And maybe some for me too. So if, if you're looking to transition to Revit or up your Revit game, or know what, <clears throat> let's say you're doing it in stages and you kind of know Revit, but you you wanna you wanna learn something new or a different technique. I, I think it's well worth the investment, the struggle, uh, the time, the grit to do something like that. Absolutely, leapfrog yourself, lift yourself up. There you go. Look at that. Uh, other than that. Uh, if you want to read us, you can do that at the Creativity Code. Uh, it's on Amazon. You can get that just by Lance and I. Um, also, very good refresher. Other than that, I just hope you all have a merry rest of the day. Merry rest of the day. You almost said Christmas. Uh, yeah, follow us on the Twitter. Leave us a, leave us a five-star review if you love this. Share, share the podcast with your friends. Yes. At least one friend. We are almost we are almost done with the year. I can't believe we, we did an episode every single week except for maybe two or three where there's vacations and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, and we plan on continuing next year. I think we're going to do it. Awesome. Okay. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>